Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to have you with us today. One more day in our makeshift studio, Dr. Paul. How are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we'll keep working on it. But someday, you know, some of my employees who uh, would like to see a better studio say, we're going to get you a better studio, Dr. Paul. <laughs> well, one of these days, we just might do it, but we limp along. But Daniel, compared uh, to what we were thinking about, about, I don't know how many years it's been now, three, four, five years, we said, you know, uh, we, we need to do some videos. We'll use our cell phones. We just need to reach out to people. So we're doing a lot better and we do have a studio, but that is one of our goals is to have a little bit better studio and, uh, and for me to learn a little bit more about all this projection business. But anyway, I want to thank our, our viewers for tuning in because uh, we will continue to uh, provide to our best ability what's going on. And guess what? We're going to start off with somebody you have never heard from since yesterday. And that's that's his Fauci guy. You know, he, he is good. Uh, I, I don't know whether he's subsidized or people uh, are able to do it or it's a collusion or a conspiracy. But I think he's been on uh, more television than the president. That wouldn't take much competition. But this guy's been on the television a lot. But Daniel, what he got on television yesterday for pretty doggone important. So he's giving us more advice and um, a warning. Oh, well, we better be careful. He's going to warn us. But the warning is he's warning against any hugging and kissing on New Year's Eve. So that's uh, that's pretty serious stuff. And I, I just wonder uh, whether he's um, sort of anti-love, you know, no love permitted, no hugging and kissing because there's such great danger. Well, you know, if uh, there was some proven danger, uh, we, we could, you know, pay more attention to them. But there is danger in all this nonsense that's been going on for these past two years. And of course, the danger has been the reaction uh, to something that we never considered as serious and as threatening as the establishment wanted to, uh, with the charges being led by Fauci and also by Bill Gates. I mean, they've led the charge, and now it's a political football. Now it's the Democrats against some of the uh, conservatives waking up and saying, you know, this is, this is too much. It's a political issue now. So it's there. But uh, I think I think they dig a hole for themselves because uh, <clears throat> the position of our opposition uh, doesn't doesn't make much sense uh, because uh, uh, it turns people off. And I keep arguing as bad as what they do and say it'll wake up a few people. And I think this is a pretty good example of uh, of an ex uh, of what's going on and that they have sort of lost control of what they're trying to do and besides they they live in a different world they're not they're not in the business of trying to re reveal truth and liberty uh so that's a different goal and maybe they're quite happy uh, because we do know the goal of a marxist is chaos and they've been able to do that but i think i think their system is breaking down daniel i think we have to keep 
keep plugging along and encourage people to resist. And we have a couple examples today of uh, people resisting and becoming heroic in their efforts. Well, you know, this was at a White House briefing again on COVID yesterday. And really, I mean, reading it, I wonder if maybe Fauci is considering a second career in stand-up comedy, uh, or maybe he just enjoys self-parody. Uh, but this idea, no hugging or kissing on New Year's Eve, you know, it's just, it's, it's almost descended into something that's laughable. And really anyone who listens to him at this point is basically, I hate to say it is a lost cause. Maybe some of them will recover, but anyone turning to Fauci for legitimate advice, let's not forget, this is the guy who said the vaccine, if you get vaccinated, you are a dead end for the virus. And that obviously is not true. So here he is again, grabbing the limelight with another ridiculous statement. And he, what he said is, here's what he said. He approves if Americans want to have a small gathering at their house, provided that everyone attending is fully vaxxed and fully boosted. Uh, that's the rule as he laid down. But, you know, Dr. Paul, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly I'm honestly confused about this idea of being fully vaxxed and boosted because, and this is not me, this is they, this is Walensky and this is Fauci and the others. They say, well, the reason why so many vaccinated people are getting the Omicron variant is because the, the juice that's in the vax doesn't work against Omicron. Okay, that's okay. Maybe that's true. We know about variations. But what doesn't make sense to me, Dr. Paul, is the booster is not a new formula. It's not the new Coke. Uh, it's the old Coke classic. Um, it's the same formula that they give you again. So if the original stuff doesn't work and they admit that, I'm not saying, I don't know. They said it, not me. But then why would giving you more of the original stuff that doesn't work, why would that work? I mean, I honestly don't understand it. <laughs> So, the, so they give reasonable evidence for some of these problems and questions that we're talking about, but it doesn't change their opinion. They keep marching along and doing the same thing over again, because like I mentioned just a minute ago, is that their goals have to be different than ours. Uh, you know, you could say, well, they're just confused and not well informed, but I, I, I think they're pretty well informed on what they're doing because uh, their ability to reach a lot of people and control this, uh, the agenda in the last two years is pretty amazing. But what we're seeing now, and I would say in the last month or two, we've seen significant breakdown of their whole show of, uh, of, you know, scaring people to death, but it's still there. All the, even Fauci yesterday talked about a new record of 441 uh, new cases like that, but they never explain uh, that this might in a way be, be a benefit because some people believe what's going on right now with, uh, with this virus is that it's actually contributing to, to, uh, to the immunity of the other people because you know, there are some good charts out there. Daniel's put them up before, and I've looked at them recently, because what really counts is how sick do people get? And sometimes when they check the records, they find out that, yeah, there was a lot of people uh, in the hospital, a lot of people were positive, and a lot of people died, and they were, you know, they were positive. But when they went into the hospital, they weren't positive. So there's all kinds of exceptions to this, but any time they can use it, 
to distort and make it biased. They can use this for their propaganda about in spite of all that, all that concerted effort and, and, the, uh, and the people who, who really want to promote that, that argument, uh, I think they're losing steam because it's not based, it's really not based on very good science. I think they have some interpretation of science that uh, is a bit of a problem. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I do pay close attention to the charts and I don't claim to have the answers at all. All I can do is observe. I've got a halfway decent mind, I guess. But I watch Florida and Texas particularly closely. And Florida has a massive, massive increase in cases, probably Omicron variant. Uh, but if you look and obviously death is a trailing edge, it's not a leading edge. But if you look at the trends for deaths in Florida, it's extremely low it does not it's not matching the the curve of infections and let's hope that holds and the same is true with texas we've got we've had a couple of big infection days i think record infection days in florida i mean here in texas but you're not seeing uh the deaths you're seeing some rise in hospitalizations but remember dr paul a lot of these are hospitalizations for something else and while you're in there they test you for covid you got cancer we test you for COVID. It's a COVID case. So they're doing a lot of this as well. But thank God, and hopefully it holds, we're not seeing that rise in deaths and ICU uh, admissions. Sadly enough, though, the same people who panicked and freaked out last time here in Texas are doing the same thing. I went into HEB yesterday to do some shopping, and I noticed that all of these poor young clerks and young cashiers, they've been forced to put these masks back on their face, right, because they work so well. Last time, I think HEB really should be ashamed of themselves and all the other stores that are forcing these things that didn't work before, Dr. Paul. Uh, Daniel, you, you brought up uh, Florida, and I want to follow up a little bit on Florida because there's something going on down there that's uh, pr pretty significant. Uh, the Florida Sur uh, Surgeon General who uh, is uh, doing a good job in trying to combat what he, the orders that he's getting from Washington. But uh, the, the understanding I have is he is trying to stop this whole idea of using and preventing medication and medical treatment uh, to Florida. You know, they have so much power. This is the trouble with power. It becomes political power. I would say that probably 90% of everything that's been done uh, in the last couple of years has been uh, backed by or motivated by or influenced by politics and not by just, you know, medical science, because that, that's getting to be a joke. But here it is, they're going to, uh, the federal government, the attorney general wants to, to um, uh, block uh, <coughs> block the uh, monoclonal antibodies, which uh, that is one thing that, you know, I've been pretty positive on. And, uh, and there's been members of our family that actually used it. See, the evidence has been pretty good. But he said, well, and, and you know, it's saying that's just that's trouble in transportation, you know. It's just a, it's a, just a, a, a problem with the corporations. They're inefficient. And uh, I don't think that's true. I think it's, it, the evidence is overwhelming that uh, 
that, that it's a response, a political response to a state that is in their face because they're showing that they don't need the federal government on all these rules and mandates and uh, all this money that's going in and that people, when they're left alone, and that means the state's left alone all, and all the way down. Of course, what I want to see someday happen is allowing the doctor and the patient to be left alone to pursue and make the decisions that are difficult at times on what is best for them. Yeah, this is an important thing, Dr. Paul, I think, because the Florida Attorney General, Joseph Ladapo, as you say, he's, he's definitely bucking the trend. He's definitely has a mind meld with Governor DeSantis, which is a good thing if you like freedom. But he wrote a letter to the uh, Health and Human Services Secretary, Xavier Becerra, and he complained. He said, you, your administration is, quote, actively preventing the distribution of a proven therapeutic for COVID-19, which is, as you say, monoclonal antibodies. And this is not him making it up. Uh, our viewers will remember that none other than the great Fauci himself not too long ago said that these should be more widely distributed, basically endorsing these. So why are they preventing them? And in fact, I, I should mention this, Dr. Paul, that Senator Paul, uh, this original article we noticed in uh, townhall.com, uh, Senator Paul retweeted that article with a comment, quote, I'm hearing the same thing from doctors treating COVID in Louisiana. The Biden administration has canceled monoclonal antibody shipments with no replacement antibodies available. And he comments, it's unconscionable. But remember, not long ago, Dr. Paul, it was Fauci himself who said that anything we can do to force people to get vaccinated, we will do. He went outside the world of science and went into the world of politics. So you do have to wonder if this anything includes what really is unconscionable and, and criminal, the withholding of proven treatments that do save people's lives. You know, there's a lot of aspects of medicine that recognizes that principle. Uh, you take, uh, it's pretty firmly understood about how hospice is used. You know, the patient participates in it, the family participates in it, and it's uh, use of drugs and use of medications and denying medication, but it's done not for political reason. It's done for the benefit of what is best for the patient and make a decision. That is not what's happening here. You, you know that the uh, attorney, uh, uh, the, the uh, sur Surgeon General, the U.S. Surgeon General is not having these mandates because he's doing what he thinks is the very best, you know, for the patient. That isn't it. This is all, all about politics and that's really pretty sad. Well, you know, our next story, Dr. Paul, is also about politics, and it's also sad, and it's also disgusting, and it has to do with the U.S. Marines and how they're being abused by this administration, how approximately up to 9,000 U.S. Marines, including high-ranking officers, are about to be kicked out of the Marine Corps because they will not take this therapeutic drug that the administration is forcing on them. Yes, <clears throat> and one of their arguments has been that uh, they're denied their religious freedom. Uh, and, and that is true, and it's an important point, but they're also being denied the, 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 the rights that are guaranteed to us 
by our constitution that the government's not supposed to micromanage what we do, what we eat, drink, put into our bodies and all these things. And yet that, that's what they're doing. But the, the argument with the Marines was they wanted exempted for uh, religious reasons, which is, I believe, a legitimate thing, even though if we had a free society, it wouldn't be the same argument it would be an argument in general principle. It's your life or you can do with it what you want. But what I find this rather ironic, the military, the military is place, a lot of young people go in. And it reminds me of the argument about uh, and the exclamations when young people are drafted or encouraged and they go into uh, the military and they end up in the Middle East or wherever, Vietnam or Korea, they end up and uh, they come back as some, sometimes as semi-heroes and they're praised. Thank you for your, our service, for defending our constitution and defending our liberties. And I keep thinking, what? How, do they, how, does, how does going over to the Middle East, killing a lot of people, injuring a lot of Americans to fight in a war that's unconstitutional and an immoral war and say that we're doing the Lord's work? It just doesn't make any sense. And that, that is, uh, in, in a way, what's happening here. The, the Marines are saying, you know, we're, we're, we're serious we take the oath of office. We fight for our constitution, constitutional right. So what's the first thing they get? Denied their rights to practice their religion. They say that it restricts them from doing certain things. So right in the military, where they're expected to expose their lives and lose their lives and get injured, are then denied their, their rights all the way through. Some people say, well, they give up their rights when they go to the military. And that is not so. You don't that fits into my argument that you never have to sacrifice liberty for safety and security, whether it's with the military or with as as individual. But it, it's just ironic that this is the case that they're not going to uh, allow any exemptions. It'll be interesting to see what happens because this is uh, this sort of falls into the hands of the uh, of the neocons because they're going to say you're going to weaken our forces you know this sort of thing because it will weaken the forces so ironically by doing this all this chaos that certainly isn't going to help uh, you know a unified force but the whole thing is is they're usually worried about where they're going to send their troops and we're in a hundred and 40 countries with troops around the world, and we're always engaged. And believe me, we're looking for another fight in Europe when you look at Ukraine, that uh, there's a need for that. So this is this is related to that. And I think it, it, it does harm, even in the conventional sense, it undermines our military, but also I think it undermines the philosophy of liberty that uh, we put people into the military, then we deny them their liberty. Yeah, you know, what's particularly egregious is that it has been accepted. It has, there's no denying it, even the experts, so-called experts, uh, accept the fact that at least with this new variant, the vaccines are not working. The incredibly rare breakthrough cases are becoming incredibly common breakthrough cases. So the basis of the vaccine, which is that it prevents infection and transmission, that's out the window. Even Walensky said this back in August. So at best, and we don't even know this for a fact, but at best, it may mitigate some of the symptoms among certain high-risk patients who get COVID. But even that, that is simply like saying uh, you must take this aspirin, you must take this Tylenol, 
or will kick you out. Well, I don't, I don't want to take it. Uh, so it's, it's a therapeutic. It's not an actual vaccine by any definition. So the fact that they're attacking these Marines over this and also the sailors and soldiers is egregious. But the other thing, Dr. Paul, and what I wouldn't mind seeing is all these people who are thanking them for defending the Constitution and defending our liberties, including our religious liberty. I'd like to see some attorneys get on board with this because this, to me, seems a clear case of fraud. The Marine Corps says, here is your religious exemption form. You can fill it out and you fill it out, and it's a blanket denial, 100% so far denied. I think yeah. that's a kind of a fraud that should be investigated, and there should be some lawsuits about it. The only thing, I'm always searching, sometimes with difficulty, uh, something positive that can come out of it. And this is a positive, which is uh, uh, a, a real challenge to, uh, uh, to, to pass this message on. And, the, and that is that uh, this is so bad that, uh, and, the point, and you described the inconsistency, Daniel, so well. And this, this is, wakes people up. And what they, uh, here they have one program, but they can't use it. Well, that's not the first time, you know, we have an FBI and a CIA and a lot of other people supposed to protect us and protect the whistleblower and they, they don't do it. But I think it builds resistance to the trust in government. Now, if the, the Marxist side and the far left, that is, that is a criminal act by saying you want to take away confidence in the government? Yes, especially the kind of government that has taken away our liberties. Yes, that's a big difference in providing confidence in people who are providing uh, protection of our liberties. So this is, uh, this is something that I think is very, very serious. And uh, people have to realize that uh, this is an issue Maybe, maybe it'll get straightened out and maybe this will be all be history in a few months. Let's uh, just hope so. Well, I do believe you have a good news story, Dr. Paul. I'm getting a little bit depressed with what we've been saying yeah, here, so far. Here we go. Got a good I one out of San uh, Diego. I have a couple of little short things here to go as we close. Um, there was a plan to mandate vaccinations out in San Diego. And uh, all of a sudden, the people heard about it, and all of a sudden, they started resisting, and all of a sudden, the, the, the numbers grew, and all of a sudden, there were a lot of court cases being filed, and when they were expecting tremendous, uh, you, you know, a, a big showdown coming uh, here shortly, uh, there was a court ruling that said, uh, it's illegal, and they don't have they don't have the authority to do this to mandate these uh, uh, injections. Well, any, anyway, the mandate is the one issue, but the other thing is the medical. It's the kids that aren't supposed to be getting this. You know, it's bad medicine at the bad at, at the same time. It's a bad way to protect liberty. It is, and it's a good news story that, you know, they want to force the shots on the kids, and we know the kids don't get sick from COVID. Uh, only very few of them do, thank goodness. Uh, they wanted to force them to take a jab to go to school, and thousands of parents got together and said no, uh, and they stood up. So I think it's encouraging. You, people can make a difference. Just get together with your neighbors and uh, draw the line, and it works. Right. Uh, I have another one here, Daniel, I want to mention. And that is, we've mentioned a doctor's name, Dr. Robert Malone, who's a real hero in, in this fight. 
And some people said, you, you know, what happened is he was suspended from Twitter. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. Well, you know what? That might stimulate those people who are looking for alternatives to Twitter and Facebook and all these other things. But anyway, people had thought he'd been removed a long time ago. But here it is. It says suspend and he wasn't removed. But uh, this is uh, this is, you know, just again, trying to silence people, cancel people, don't allow any discussion. And uh, science is, uh, you know, it's, it's there. And everybody knows that as long as the government and the, and the people who disagree with us, they get to dictate what science is. That's where the real problem is. So, uh, but, but he's been denied uh, and suspended from Twitter. But uh, I, think, I, think our, uh, I think Trump's had this done to him too, but he's still alive and well and, and still has political influence. So uh, maybe, the, maybe this will, uh, uh, Dr. Malone has been well known and well sought after, but even this will call more attention to him and spread his message even more. So I think sometimes when they try to silence you, all of a sudden it does, it's exactly the opposite. And, you know, this is not just one of those crazy people ranting on Twitter. You know, Dr. Malone uh, is credited as being the inventor of mRNA technology. He's been intimately involved with the science that went into the production of these vaccines. Uh, he's widely published in medical journals, in peer-reviewed medical journals, enormously respected uh, as a researcher, as a scientist, as a physician. Yet he finds himself permanently banned from Twitter for raising some science-based uh, objections to some of the aspects of the mRNA technology as it's deployed uh, through the vaccines. And here's another, um, Dr. Eli David is on Twitter and he's a very, very thoughtful person. And he makes this very good point and I'm gonna read it. He says, Dr. Malone may be right or he may be wrong in his views regarding COVID vaccines. But he is a respectable scientist, the inventor of mRNA vaccine technology, and so he has the right to state his scientific position. There is no justification for suspending him. It's a disgrace, and yes, it is a disgrace, because when there's some science that is not allowed to be discussed for political reasons, then you have become the Soviet Union. And then combine that with denying people medications uh, as punishment from the federal government on a state like Florida, like we talked about. Yes, it's uh, out of control, but it's just hope that thousands and thousands more people wake up and they start resisting. And that, that is what's happening. And there have been some courts ruling favorably. So I think that is good too. But we still have a long way to go. I mean, it, it, uh, there's still, if you want to compare numbers, <clears throat> if you just look at the numbers, uh, I'm afraid the numbers that would oppose us are probably <clears throat> much larger. But, uh, but anyway, numbers aren't the end all, but the numbers are important. And that's what we're trying to do, get more people excited about an alternative uh, solution to uh, dealing with uh, the problem of COVID, which uh, has lots of, uh, lots of problems, lots of questions to it. I have one more item here, Daniel, I wanna mention, and we'll probably be closing. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Canada cancels unvaccinated Joe Rogan, our friend Joe Rogan. 
He doesn't get to wear my T-shirt now. <laughs> he can't attend his own sold-out show. Oh, that, that, that's something else. All this regulation, and uh, he didn't mince any words. And he's, he's talking about just canceling everything and dropping out of this. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Once again, the, the more they attack and the more popular he's going to get. So, but that's, that's just another time. But, the, you know, this is why whether you're a famous football player or whether you're Joe Rogan and you're willing to stand up uh, and just think of all this all the pain and suffering these, these dignitaries get into when they do resist. And there's all kinds of, uh, of reasons and many reasons are makes you very sympathetic for the dilemma that they're in. But once again, I don't think we have to worry about uh, Joe's uh, future in making a living, but uh, I love it when he's speaking out and getting the attention and the silliness of uh, what, what they're doing in Canada and the travel to the United States. Yeah, you know, it'd be so easy for Joe Rogan to go along, to get along, to fill up his pockets with boatloads of cash. Uh, but he stood on principle and he's going to lose some money. He's, he's walking the walk, not just talking the talk. And he is to be congratulated. It, it would only take about 10 or 15 Joe Rogans out there saying no yeah. and getting attention. And Aaron Rodgers, we talked about a little bit before the show, Dr. Paul. Aaron Rodgers, the greatest quarterback of all time, probably, and certainly one of my favorites, he said, if you can't question the science, it's propaganda. And he's absolutely right. He stood up as well. It just takes a handful of people like this, of opinion leaders, to stand up and say no. So really, we have to take our hats off to both these gentlemen and the others like Dr. Malone and the others who are not frightened by the Fauci's of the world, the fascists of the world. So uh, I was going to close out, Dr. Paul, if that's okay. okay. And just tell our viewers, thank you so much for your support over the past year for the Liberty Report. We have grown tremendously in viewership and in reach. And it's all because of you telling people to watch, watching yourself. We can't thank you enough. This is going to be our last broadcast of the year. We've got a show coming up tomorrow, but this is our last broadcast of the year. So I will again remind you, if you like the Liberty Report, if you want to support what we're doing with the Liberty Report and with the Ron Paul Institute, you have until midnight, Friday night, when the year turns, to make a tax-deductible contribution to the Ron Paul Institute. Uh, we cut costs a lot, as you can tell, but it still costs some money to put on the conferences that we have every year, uh, to do our Ron Paul Scholars Seminar that we do every year, and all, all the other events and the daily program and the daily uh, maintenance of the, uh, of the studio. So please consider making your tax-deductible contribution to the Ron Paul Institute before midnight. And hey, you'll be able to grab a couple of dollars out of the IRS's pockets while you're at it. So it's a win-win for everyone. And thanks again for watching the show. Very good, very good, Daniel. And I want to just follow up a little bit about Aaron Rodgers on, on this quote that uh, if, if you can't challenge it, if you can't question it, it's propaganda. Well, it looks like we're really there because a lot of people can't do it and there's always the threat. And now I think we're in this battle. Is that the way it's going to be? And I've mentioned quite a few times on this program that my experience in medical school and residency and practicing medicine, we were always taught to question you know, and, uh, and I always so know a little bit about medical history. A lot of things were developed 
outside of the establishment. You, you didn't always have to have an NIH grant and you didn't have to have Fauci, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, ordering what kind of vaccines to take. That private physicians in, in, in practice of medicine with their patients, uh, you know, provided an atmosphere where they were questioning things all the time. And I think in this day and age with the, with the uh, uh, computers and with the internet, there's a lot more questioning, which you say, well, won't this be a problem? There'll be so many different bit, bits of advice on the internet and confusing patients and the doctors and all. Well, maybe a little bit, but it's not anything as dangerous as the government coming down and said, you are not allowed to question. If you even question it, you're gonna lose your license and that can happen. So it's fighting for the cause of liberty and understanding that if you want to live in a free society, you have to put a little bit of effort into it because it's not complicated. Because if you reject the notion that you can't use force to force other people to do what you think they should do, uh, then it's a voluntary society. Believe me, that's a much better way to go than with authoritarianism. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.